Never had it so good. 101.1 radio, the best R&B and hip hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the business. 
Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1 and it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshaies is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshaies has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshaies. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. You know I love music, and every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move, it makes me want to have fun, but it's something about this joint right here, this joint right here, it makes me want to...
Everybody, I, sometimes you know you get you you're doing things so fast you're muting yourself, and I'm so sad I had myself muted. Uh, but we look like we're gonna have a good show today. And what I want to do is um, Donald Trump said some things uh, that I want to use as a um, springboard to something else, and I want to use what he said. Uh, to uh, highlight something that fell into my mind. And what came up was, who am I and what do I represent? And, you know, in a lot of ways, we represent a lot of different things. We represent a lot of different people. And in our lives, we want to display who we represent so that it speaks for not only us, but it speaks for others. So I'm going to explain why this came into my thought process about who am I and who do I represent. And so when we hear something from Donald Trump that says, um, why do we keep getting all these people from these shithole countries? And the countries that he was talking about was Africa, Haiti, and El Salvador. You know, I said to myself, who am I and what do I represent? And no matter how... And I don't, I don't want everybody to get on my bandwagon or I want you to believe that. I want you to think about 
think the way I believe, but I'm going to just tell you how I believe. No matter how many years go by or how many generations removed my family becomes, it is my particular feeling that I am, my generation or my people originated from Africa. And so when bad things happen in Africa, it hurts me or it bothers me. I don't feel any freedom from Africa, even though I've never been there, I've never visited there. But I I'm, I have a concern about the kind of things that go on there and, and what they mean and why they go on there and nobody's interceding for them. Okay, and so when people from Africa get an opportunity to, to migrate here, I support that. When people from Haiti get an opportunity to migrate here, I support that. And I also represent people of color. So James Deshaies is an African-American. He is a person of color. He's a man. I belong to the Deshaies family. So I represent all of those things. So when you say anything about any segment of those things to me, you're saying something about me. When you talk down or say disparaging things about Africa, you're saying something about me. When you say something disparaging about people of color, you're saying something about me. When you say something disparaging about James Deshay or the Deshay family, you're saying something about me. And so when we're thinking about who we are and who we represent, I want to know how you feel related to some of the the ignorant and somehow demeaning things that Donald Trump says about people, which include me. I'm in, in that circle of people of color. I'm in that circle of people from Africa. I'm in that circle of people from uh, over the world who, who, who are not European white. And so when I go out every day and I try to be a, make an honest living, when I try to do something that um, is positive in the world, I represent all those different kinds of things. And when somebody says something disparaging against those groups, then he's also talking about me. And I'm afraid that I can't allow anybody to talk about me in my face when I'm working so hard to be different from the people he, he's talking about. Now, um, I'm not going to be able to at all, I'm not going to be able to at all share anything with you guys about, or say it exactly. But the Statue of Liberty, I thought it said something about bring me your poor, your disenchanted, uh, you know, all those things that it was saying was saying, it didn't ask what it didn't say bring me your smartest, your richest, your 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 uh, the people who got all the money. Where where is it somehow it seems that Donald Trump and his crony cronies are changing what America is supposed to be about. Uh Cheryl, what what are your thoughts about what I'm saying is who you are and who you represent? And when this man is making these disparaging marks, do you, 
how do you feel about those remarks or do does it does it mean anything to you or who you represent as we discuss this topic good afternoon and how's everyone doing um it i i took it personally for reason um first of all not anybody in their right mind would have said such a cruel thing like that and use the type of words that he used. Now, if this was a child in school and had addressed someone else, do you know that child would have been suspended in that manner? And I'm still how he gets a pass with the things that come out of his mouth. And of course, I took it um, personally, you know, referring that he don't want those people here. And just as you said, you know, I wasn't born there, but it, when we go back in our history, and I have went back to um, get a lot of research on Ancestry.com. And I found out where a lot of, you know, my um, people came from. And the things that we have gone through to get here and being here and making this place a better place for everyone. You know, it's like I dare you and the nerve of you say that we need to have more people like from Norway. I mean, the things that we have done here, it's as if he is, and, and not as if, he is definitely taking us backwards. He's putting so many people in a defensive mode. And believe it or not, I'm surprised and shocked that he still is alive. I mean, his mental state has been questioned and is questioned every day. Excuse him. And I don't think being the president should excuse him because I wouldn't tolerate it out of my own children's mouth. And is that, I mean, we can't keep accepting this. And just as everybody keeps saying, you know, we do. We really, really, really have to pray for this man. Because the changes that he made, none of us can do it. That he needs to make, I'm sorry. None of us can do it. So I, I feel offended by the comments. I most certainly do. You know, and I just, like I said, I like your nerve of all, you know, who do you think you are? And, I mean, he's saying who he think he is. I'm superior. I'm better than you. I can do this. I'm going to do it. But when it gets to the point that we, as the people, stop allowing him to do the things that he's doing. I mean, it, it, it's very disturbing. It's very disturbing to me. 
And that's, what, goes, you know, that's my feeling. It goes back to what he said, that he truly believes that he can be downtown New York, take out a gun, and shoot somebody, and the people who believe in him and trust in him will not lose him, will, will not stop following him. And the thing is, is that I spent today watching films and a documentary from World War One and World War Two, and looking at the kind of men who were dictators over these countries and the kind of lives that were destroyed because men wanted to further their countries and make their countries great. And when you look at these films and you listen to these people, you a lot of who these men are and the type of men they are, you can see those characteristics in Donald Trump. When you got a man who is willing to put down a whole race of people and to demonize uh, uh, whole groups of people, it lets you know that that man has the evilness inside of him. So, Reverend Smith, when I ask you and talk to you about, you know, who you are and who you represent, see, me feeling like I represent somebody is that those people are part of me, even when I might not even know those people. Uh, I represent all of black America, as far as I'm concerned. I represent uh, people of color. That doesn't mean I'm perfect and that I'm trying, you know, that I... Somehow or another, I'm I'm the most positive things related. But there are things that I can do and there are things that I refuse to do uh, because of my need uh, to try to be the best human being I can be. So when a man makes a statement against African-Americans or against people of color, uh, you know, or against men, when statements are made, I am a part of those circles. Uh, so... Here we are, we have a president who has the nerve to get on, allow himself in mixed company to make statements that clearly suggest he has a problem with people of color. I can't just ignore that. Reverend Smith? Okay, James, I'm here. Uh, Good afternoon to each and every one of you. God bless you. Um, I I understand perfectly what you're saying, and I feel um, the anger. But you remember the other night when I asked you all to pray for me? My blood pressure was 209 over 99. I refuse to allow an idiot such as this to run my blood pressure up when I know who he is. And But see, I know who's to. There's a difference. So I'm not, I'm not going to sit here. I'm, I'm watching it on television right now. And there was a gentleman named um, Vincent de Quesada who just tweeted something. He's getting a lot of nasty tweets. But this guy told him, said, Donald, who do you think you are? Where do you think you came from? Uh, so this was a white guy who's telling him this. And he was saying, we're not you. You, we're, you are not America. And you didn't come from here in your first place. You came here from somewhere. You're an immigrant. You know, so I look at, uh, he's going to get his because 
these are things, as far as I'm concerned, that we, like you said a few minutes ago, these are things that's going to take place. This man was an idiot when he, before he was elected. We go back to the birther situation. We knew from then that this man was racist. I really believe that he has, he has provided funds and all other kind of things to um, the um, um, KKK and all of these other people. I believe that you know they don't they don't come around in sheets anymore. They only they are in in the White House. They're in uh, corporations and other places. They are in places where they can actually be um, um, what they want to do. I mean, be seen by the world. So we 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 should not allow him because this is something God wants us to see. For as I'm concerned. He wants us to understand that we've got to put our trust in him and not in such an idiot as this. I'm not going to allow him. I refuse to allow him to run my blood pressure up with his idiotic sayings. We know he hates us in the first place, but we know that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I'm not about to allow any of this foolishness. It's, it, it, I know there's a lot of people out there may not understand where I'm coming from, but I'm coming from a, a spiritual point that says to me, you know, trust and believe in God that He will take care of this situation. All of this is going to be taken in due time, but I do believe there's a purpose behind everything that God allows, and to me, He's allowing us to see we have we have really, as far as I'm concerned have become very complacent because some of us have been blessed enough by God to make it in this world and to have a little something. And now we have become complacent about who we think we are better than some of the ones that's walking around on the street out there that's smoking crack. But we're only one paycheck from poverty ourselves, all of us, whether we want to believe it or not. I don't care if you got got 100000 Dollars in the bank or a million dollars in the bank. How long does it take that to disappear? Not very long. God giveth and God taketh away. So to allow this man to run my blood pressure up and go, I trust in the Lord. Let God handle this food because that's what he did. God called him a fool several times in the Bible. Not him, but he called others. And that's what he's calling, I believe, he's calling this man here. God bless. That's all I can say. You know, I found it, and I'm going to go to this a number of times, go back to this a number of times. Today, I spent more, maybe, I spent uh, three or four hours looking at um, looking at this documentary related to to World War One and World War Two, And I was just fascinated by how one or two or three men uh, we're able to throw the whole world in chaos. You know, one of the things we have to understand, a lot of times people are saying that uh, one person, the president doesn't make a difference. But the truth is, World War One and World War Two were wars that were established and 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 created by no more than one, two, or three individuals. Those were three individuals were in power. 
And when I looked at World War II, it was Germany, Italy, and Japan who decided amongst them that they wanted to control the world. And when you have a man that surely feels such anger and hatred against uh, a segment of the world or who despises a segment of the world, that creates division. And this man is so clearly unable to control his mouth You know, some of us know what to say and when to say and how to say it. And this man obviously doesn't. And we have to ask ourselves, who do we represent? Who are we here to fight for? And I'm here to fight for the poor and the disenchanted. I'm here to fight for people who deserve an opportunity. You know, and again, when we talk about uh, you know, who America is and the Statue of Liberty, what is, who, who does the Statue of Liberty say that we want? Are we truly Americans or are we allowing people to change us? Uh, Kathy, you know, oh, you know, I know you're telling us all the time, this man gives us something more to pray for him every day. I mean, he's putting stuff out there that is truly out of this world related to us and we have to ask ourselves, is he praying based on the way he's behaving? Are you there, Cassie? I'm here. Good afternoon. I'm sorry I didn't understand. What's your question, James? I'm just saying this guy seems, you know, if he was your child, you need to take him in the room and spank him by talking about other people. But he seemingly... It's just so crazy. It's hard to believe as a grown person, he cannot control his mouth better. First of all, he is not my child, so I don't even have to worry about that. Second of all, <laughs> as Pastor said, I'm not going to let him get my blood pressure up either. And the Bible says that, you know, when when uh, that we should pray always. Pray for those who persecute us. Pray for our enemies. And instead of us continually talking about him, we need to come together and pray for him. It says one could put a thousand to flight, two could put ten thousand, and there are more than two or three of us on this line each and every day. So we have to go before the throne of God in order to see a change in this man. We we can't change him. We can talk about him all day long. We can say how angry we are. But in order to see a change, we have to pray. I mean, that's the only thing that's going to change him because he's already in power. So he's considered a king. You know, he's considered one of those kings that we have to pray for, for God to change his heart, for God to change what he says. I mean, that's just like each and every one of us. You know, there was a time in our life where we didn't have a a muzzle over our mouth, where anything we wanted to say, we would let it out. But now there's we have constraint, uh, constraint over what we say and the things that we do. He hasn't gotten there. I believe that God can change him because he changed me. He changed you. He changed the pastor. He changed the, he changed all of us. So he is, he is not, uh, um, uh, what do you call it? God is no respect to a person. What he did for me, he can do for the president of our country. So we have to pray for him. And yeah, you know, he, he says all these 
crazy things about people, but uh, he uh, that has uh, done no sin, let him cast the first stone. You know, we, we've said things and done things too, you know, but we were not held accountable for it because we're not in the public eye. So I believe that we need to pray and pray and pray and pray and continue to pray. Uh, G, let me just say this to you, and you, and I hope that everybody, I'm going on record with this. I don't believe that I could be labeled a racist, even though there are times when I get mad or upset at white America, and I say white America trying to, to say explicitly what segment of people I'm talking about. I never say that I want to live in a world that, uh, that eliminates them. Because I think they, that the white Americans are, they're some great, respectable, loving, nice, Christian white Americans. So I don't have a problem with white Americans. I do have a problem with white Americans who somehow feel as though they have an entitlement to America, that they are the only ones that have paid a price and a cost and that they're the only ones that should be allowed to come to America to take advantage of the special place that it is. And that's surely what I hear coming out of the White House, is this man has suggested that he doesn't want a land or a country that allows people of color to come here. He wants lily white Europeans. Well, good evening, everybody, and uh, thank you again, Jane, for such a great topic. Uh, it's a really good topic, good show. Um, and and, uh, and see, where I want to start, I think I want to start with what Pastor Smith said. Um, you know, but first, before I do that, let me say what I said a year ago. And when he was first elected, or even when he first got the nomination, you know, I had to bring it to the forefront that this is a test. It's test time. I, I, I'm going to try not to raise my voice. <laughs> it's test time. And the test is, can we implement everything we ever learned in Sunday school? That's the test. Because, you know, it, it's one thing to go through Sunday school all your life, learn how to be a, how to be a believer, a believer uh, how to have faith. And not be tested. Well, woe and behold, in 2017 and of present, we are being tested. Uh, the truth is, when Pastor Smith says that, um, you know, uh, being a man of his statue and being a man of, uh, of a person that's been around long enough to have seen change uh, for, for black people, uh, like my mother. Yeah, they would raise your blood pressure through the top of your head. That being said, we have to understand not only what Donald Trump is, or not only who he is, but what he is. Donald Trump is an entertainer, and he plays to whomever would give him uh, the, the the time of day. Now, my biggest concern is not necessarily Donald Trump because he is who he is, and uh, and I'm going to get to the comparison of who he is in just a second. My concern is the people that hear him, especially 
people down in the south like I am. People like down in the south where I am are very uh, shallow minded. They not they are not very well poised in their way of thinking. Uh, and to prove that, you know, if they were to go outside of their comfort zone, which is the the south, the southeast. If they were to go outside of their comfort zone, they would be very much uncomfortable. So it's these people that that have the petty mind to take in what he says and try to validate that of which what he has expressed. Um, but now to give you a, a comparison of how we have to deal with this, just say by some small stretch of the imagination that. Louis Farrakhan had become president of the United States. His rhetoric would be pretty much the same, only the only the opposite of the coin. Um, so we have to um, let, like Miss Kathy said, now we have to just take it in for what it is. However, we have to. Utilize our and the belief that other people, like you said, James, have they have a knowledge of world history. And yes, all the dictators and and persons that uh, set out to rule the world started off in the same way. Yes, they did, and they had an audience. They had a small audience that that caught fire and and it spread it. Yes, they did. We have to believe that there are others, uh, other persons in the United States in, in position that understand world history. And we all know that world history have a tendency to repeat, it, to repeat itself. Having said that, I know, and my faith is, they are working night and day on how to eradicate this problem. Um, I, cannot, I cannot even begin to think that everybody is on the same page. If you look at the, the last speech that he made in his press conference and you saw the people in the background of him, and they know that he's a buffoon and an imbecile, and he steps on, on over himself with every word that comes out of his mouth, I believe that these same people are in some kind of action, are getting ready to uh, alleviate this problem for the, for the country and the Constitution especially when they're constitutional um, students of the Constitution. So that's what I believe. Thank you. As I sit here and I try to decide what it is that we're going to talk about, and, you know, sometimes it is without fail, things will come across the screen that suggest that we have a conversation. And I'm saying to you, we had already been fighting the battle of how people from Haiti have been treated differently from people from uh, Cuba. And now this man is easily, those people who are from Cuba need to recognize that this man don't like them because, again, they're people of color. And he's already suggested uh, that somehow or another, that anybody from a world of color need to stop coming here. You don't believe from Norway. We ain't talking about no people from color coming from Norway. Okay? And so when we talk about those, you have to remember 
that when Hitler killed the Jews, these were people he suggested or believed were not worthy of living. And so therefore, to me, Donald Trump has some of those same issues where he has determined that there are people who are not worthy to come to our country. And, Andre, you you have to call it what it is. I mean, you can't downplay it. You can't suggest um, that, uh, you know, it's not something he really feels because he's consistently telling you what he believes. Well, tremendous Thursday to everyone and uh, so very true. Uh, Great input and recommendations um, of what we should do because, I think we all recognize that we have to take action. And Scripture even tells us faith without works is dead. And prayer is an action um, that we are uh, in, to be engaged in, but we have to take even additional actions in addition to the prayer. Um, you know, Donald Trump is not um, telling us anything new from when he campaigned. He's not doing anything new from when he campaigned. He um, ran on a platform or made America great. Again, and and we talked about it over and over during the campaign that being code, and now you know for him to come out and just forthright, he feels so comfortable just letting them know as the president of the United States, I feel very comfortable that I could say that I distinguish who I'm representing, and who I feel that's worthy that should be to be, um, you know, part of our United States, and Miss Cheryl said it correctly, you know. We we have to listen to that and we have to take action. And um, again, Kathy is is so adamant about making sure that we be mindful of of taking the action of prayer and what we do, which is is which is key because I know the power of prayer. Um, but we have to just in addition to that, we have to again we have to take action whenever a president can feel so comfortable and get away with it. You know, well, what are we doing to hold him accountable? Cheryl asked the question, uh, you know, well, paraphrasing, you know, is this something that we're going to let a person get away with because of the him being in the position of uh, presidency? Well, no, I'm offended by that. So when I'm offended, what is it that I do? What is it that I need to hold him accountable for um, in, in respecting me as a non um non-Caucasian descent. It has to be something that continues to motivate us, Joyce. We have to be continuously motivated or pushed uh, to stay in the fight and stay in shape, ready to strike, because this man clearly doesn't mind telling you what he feels. And we cannot deny what he feels. And we have to recognize that he's talking about those African-Americans who are not here. He also talking about us. Exactly. There's no difference. And we we have to realize that we all are one of color. We all are one. And when I say of color, that's minorities. That's uh, Mexicans, Indians, black. Indian, uh, we're all minorities because how he's looking at himself and the superior, if you got white skin, 
you better. If your skin or you got an ounce of any other color, then you are not on his agenda. So therefore, we got to realize that. We got to know who we are, what we stand for, and we as a group, like Kathy say prayer, three or more, you got God's presence. So we got to do three or more daily to really have the presence of God to put love. I don't think this guy could be changed because he has grown up having his way, no control, not answering to nobody. So what make him think that he going to answer to anyone, or particularly the people and the minority people, or any people uh, in the world or in the United States? That's just his mentality, and that's we got to realize who we're dealing with. Once we realize that the, the corporate that we're dealing with, then we have to be able to address it and move forward. Uh, it, it took a lot of us to this point to really see who he actually was, even though he was showing us daily. And some people still don't believe it, you see. And there are excuses, no excuse for his mentality. I agree with Ms. Cheryl 100%. And I also agree with the Reverend. I cannot let my blood pressure go up, Reverend. Uh, lately it has been, and I've been trying to control myself on that. So we definitely cannot let him put us in a state of uh, a mind that it's going to affect our health in any way. Thank you. And sometime, again, guys, I'm going to take you back to this documentary. And I hope that you all sometimes allow yourself to to see the History Channel. In that in the history uh, on World War II, we decided to drop the bombs because too many Americans would have to lose their lives in order for the Americans to take over Japan by force. Too many young American men would have died. They estimated over 100,000 young men would have to die in order to take over Japan. And so we had some reasonable people who decided to drop two atomic weapons on Japan to end the war. After that happened, a lot of people have said, we can never do that again. We can never do that again because of the devastation that was caused by those two weapons. And the two weapons are not as strong as the weapons we have now. And so we got a man where we left World War II saying these weapons can never be used again to a man who's telling us he will wipe out another country. Those two bombs killed nearly 200,000 people. Why in the world would we want to have a conversation about using any kind of weapon like that? But yet, this man could talk about using it against North Korea. And that in itself tells me he doesn't have common sense. And because a lot of us question his common sense, it's hard to believe that the military would listen to him. And some of them had suggested that they they be with these situations where they wouldn't listen to him. So that puts us in jeopardy when he is in control of people who questions his his mental state. 
and things and statements like he's made today lead us to that. So, Regina, you know, it's hard to understand if you're thinking about who you are and who you represent, how we can continue to not to pull ourselves together to do something about this man. You know, um, good evening, good evening. I'm of the opinion that things are just, I guess we've just got, we can't just have patience and not work. We've got to have patience, we've got to stay calm, and we've got to let him implode. Because these folks, who voted for him, for instance, the farmers. Now he's wanting to, you know, they were also, he got a large voting, a large number of votes from from farmers because he promised them certain things. Well, now he wants to keep the El Salvadorians out. You have them, you have these uh, folks, immigration people going and raiding your 7-Elevens. And these are the people who were picking the crops. So now you're bothering the monies of the people who put you in office. And these are the same people who are going to say, no, we got to get you out of here because now you're messing with our money. So we have to have patience. We have to pray. We have to remain calm. But we also have to work and get these people registered and get them out to vote, just like we did when Obama was running for president. That's all I can think to do. I mean, it's obvious that that the fussing and the carrying on and, talking about what he says, the stupid stuff he says on a daily basis. My my friend just sent something to me, and I don't know if this is what you guys are talking about because I came in late, but he said something about getting, returning people back to these SHIT whole countries or something like that. That was in the Washington Post. But he he says this stuff on a daily basis, and it's like, huh? He was concerned that we were getting too many people from people of color and that he wanted more people from Norway. I guess that's what he was huh. trying to say. Well... Like I said, he says this stuff on a daily basis. I was very young when I think Nixon was impeached, so I don't know how long and what the process is for impeachment. I don't know if they're working on it behind the scenes or what's happening. I'm just wondering now. Well, let me let me ask uh, Reverend Smith. You were in the military, and again, I spent so much time. I'm I mean, there was so much I understood or learned from uh, World War One and World War II. Years between those two world wars, 
But there was a small group of world leaders who created that environment for those things to happen. So now when we have this man and we people are saying, well, the president really don't have no power. When you get one fool or two, three fools together, they can cause chaos. And somehow or another, we're sitting here thinking uh, that what he did was not that big a deal. But there were only a few people in the world that really saved America was uh, uh, Churchill and uh, Roosevelt and a few other people, Churchill, England, and America, who really did what fought back against what was happening in World War II. And if it were not for those people, we would be talking German. <laughs> We'd be talking German, James. <laughs> God, God bless you. God bless you. Anyway, I, I've heard what everyone has said, and I agree with basically everyone has a viewpoint on all of this stuff. Uh, I'm going to be leaving very shortly to go to preach on my healing and deliverance prayer line. But let me say this. Um, I heard the, the, the um, verbiage of faith, work without, faith without works is dead and all of these things like that. And this is very true in the, in the true sense of the word. But also remember that God tells us that the battle is not yours but his. This is a war that we are in. With, and, and for us to allow uh, him to, dis, to get us all riled up where we make imminent mistakes that are very stupid, we, we can fight him, but we don't have to fight him because I think Regina said it and I think Kathy said it and some others said it. Behind the scenes, I guarantee you right there in Washington, they know that their time in 2018 is tremendously limited. The Republicans do. They know that because of things that this man has said. He himself is actually mobilizing the black people and the brown people and all the others of color. He's mobilizing them. And this is something that I'm saying to each and every one of us, that we've got to sit back and, and do what we can do, not just sit back on your duck. But we've got to stand back and let God have his way. Because I can tell you right now, things are not going to change with us right now. We can get out there like, uh, I think it was Kathy or somebody said that, we, yeah, we can get the people out there to vote. That's what we got to do. That's what we've got to do. Stop them from sitting on their duck. But let me tell you, this man is doomed even like Saul was doomed. When, when, when God went in, in the midst of it all and, and went and got David to take over from him, even though you think this man is not going to last 40 years, he's only going to last maybe two and a half to three years. It's not going to happen, folks. God is still in charge, but we act like we've got to get out there and run all around the world and get upset and carry on and take care of all these things. I've done that. I've been in those situations. I've went through it, and then I always found out all I had to do was do like uh, Kathy said, 
I know where there's two or three gathered together. Yes, uh, but I can fall on my knees because I know a bunch of other people is falling on their knees at the same time. And we, this man is not going to laugh. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Look, go back. Go back now and think about it before I leave. Go back and think about it. All of these things are not new to us. None of these things are new to us. We took all of these things back when slavery, we were brought over here on slave ships. We were beat. We were, we were bruised. We were, were treated like dogs through slavery. And then God brought us out of slavery. And then we did the same identical thing the Israelites did. We turned on God. And what do you think God's going to do? He's going to be pleased with us? No. He's not pleased with us. That's why when this idiot ran, I told everybody, I said, this man going to win because we have left our first love. We've left our first love. And I was right there with the rest of them, running around there doing things I didn't have no business doing. But at the same time, I knew that this man was going to win. So I'm saying to all of you before I go, God bless you, but don't allow this man who's not going to, they're working on him right now up there in Washington. I guarantee you, even his own party is working on him right now. This man will not see the day of light till four years because as long as he stay in there, the Dem- I mean the Republicans are going to be mobilized. They'll be mobilizing the, the, the people of color vote against the Republicans. Take heed. And listen to what God says. It's not your war. It's not your battle. He'll fight it. Get out the way. That's what we need to do. Just get out of the way and pray. God bless you, and I'll see all of you tomorrow night, and I'll be able to stay on all night there. Thank you. Uh, Cheryl, let me just say to you, um, we have a man, or history has shown us, where one man can be can lead to deaths of millions. Uh, Hitler was responsible for the deaths of million Jews, and we have a man who's clearly showing a hatred for people of color. So now, what do we think he would do if he were given the right or the power to do it? You know, he's telling you that he doesn't want people of color in his country. He believes it's his country, and he talked the way he thinks it's his country. You know, he do, and I listen to everybody, and everybody um, expressed such valid points. You know, even though I'm offended, I'm not, um, I wouldn't say that I would be uh, to where I feel like I have to personally do something where he is concerned because the pastor is so right, you know, and everybody else is too, that as we pray for this man, you know, God's going to handle him. And he's going to handle him in such a way that we all are going to be shocked. You know, nothing that we could think of and nothing that we can come up with will be the way that it will be handled. Um, when you say about um, 
you know, how we are, um, you know, accepting this. We're not, and we don't, I mean, we don't have to, and we're not. But we still have to do what we're supposed to do. And I'm an advocate believer of that, you know, faith without works is dead. So that means while all of this is going on, our work is personally not there. But our work is also being done. Our work is being done through prayers. Our work is being done through educating people as far as voting. Um, and I've seen it many, many, many times that when something was done to me, I always let go and let God. And I don't even be looking for what it is that didn't, you know, how God handled it. But it always come back to me and show me just what, how he handled it. And so I do believe, I do believe that he's going to handle it. I do believe that um, that we should not sit down and just accept. And, you know, I think this is a wake-up call as well to everybody because I feel like, you know, we've been sleeping so long. And there's things that we could have been doing all along. But I believe that he's been put in this position for a reason. And that reason is to force us to do what it is that we need to be doing. You know, and I mean, we all know his state of mind. And I truly believe that something is being done. Whatever it is, it'll come to light. But we got to do our part. And our part is educating people, getting them out to vote, and also um, praying, just like everybody else said, because we can't change a person, but God can definitely, you know, change a person. He can soften his heart. He can do whatever he has in store for um, to happen. And we're going to see it unfold. We definitely will. So, yeah, every time that he opens up his mouth, it should make us want to do what we're supposed to have been doing without, you know, him having to be in office. But if putting him in office made us to the point where we are doing more, then that's what um, needed to have happened. But, yeah, we're going to continue to do what we're supposed to be doing. And, Cassie, you know, it is, it's just so amazing. You know, here we are, we were born, uh, many of us were born in the late 1950s or early uh, 1960s, and we we were believing we had the momentum to make life better. But we still have to realize that time has not gone so far that we've removed these, these kind of questionable thinking from our population. And here we are, we still have the kind of people who can throw a wrench in the in the spokes of America and cause us a lot of trouble because they cause so much dissension. And there's so many of us walking around um Kathy, trying to to be good human beings and treat everybody the same, and this man is throwing a monkey wrench into it. Are you there, Kathy? Cassie? 
Uh, D, what is your thoughts about the monkey wrench that uh, this man is throwing into our society and creating such much so much division? Well, uh, along that fact, uh, we have to also take into account, and I think this is important to understand, that he wasn't supposed to win. Uh, but but since he did win, uh, that's where the the unbelievable behavior comes into place. Uh, it's my contention again that you know due to the fact that he was supposed to win, and the person that was uh, that was next to him that had some kind of agenda because as you can tell now he has no agenda. The person that had some kind of agenda was Steve Banner. And now that he's out, uh, uh, the Trump presidency is just a loose cannon. Just uh, it's a ship without a without a helmsman. And now that being said, then that's where our prayers and uh, our prayers will come into account when other persons in in Washington understand that there's no helmsman at the helm, other than the finger. That could potentially push the button. Whatever they are doing, they want to keep things normalized until they can try to find a way to get them out without too too much embarrassing the the party. Uh, uh, most would say that the the brand of the party is doomed now anyway, uh, due to the fact. But um, like like Reverend Smith said and Miss Cheryl said, we just kind of have to let it play out. Like Miss Regina said, we have to play let it play out. Uh, in faith and knowing that things have been done, uh, are being done behind the scene because, look, everybody knows uh, the outcome of World War II, uh, the devastation that atomic energy can cause. And uh, nobody wants that anymore. I, I have, I have, I'm strongly in the belief that uh, a person that's supposed to follow orders when that time comes would be insubordinate. And so, uh, so you know, God is in control, and uh, we have to know that. But then, um, when it comes down to readying readying the people for the next uh, election cycle, yes, we have to go at it like we did when we went at it uh, door to door, and getting the old people out and getting them involved in the voting process. Because uh, you got to know again that uh, the the gates have been opened now. The gates of hell has been opened for the next uh, uh, cavalry of uh, uh, misfits to come and try to run for office. And you can rest assured they will show up. Thank you. You know, um, Andre, we have to question what kind of leader we have. Uh, someone made a statement that our Donald Trump is so out of control that he brought North Korea and South Korea together because they just said, hey, we can't mess with that stupid fool. He'll have both of us killed. You know, so if he has done anything, he's brought North Korea and South Korea together to talk about what they can do and move on because he is uh, – uh, you know what some people call a third wheel that he'll mess up the two wheels that they got, and so uh, you know we have to rest. You know people need to go back and listen 
and really spend some time with history and see what what leadership can do to destroy countries when they don't act or when they do act. So acting and not acting is a serious thing, and you need to know which one you're going to do. You're exactly right, James. He is making sure that people are coming together that <laughs> that uh, have been a, an opposed uh, for years and, and years um, because of people understanding the, the danger of, of of his mentality and um, his pridefulness. I mean, he's just very arrogant. But I tell you what, if you think about it, he has brought a lot of people together to talk about government policies, procedures that normally wouldn't have. Because if you think about it, even when Pre- uh, President um, Obama was in office, I don't know if people talked and kept up with the news as much as they are now. And, it, <clears throat> you know, for everything, that's a reason, you know, and the Lord is in control. That is true. And we're learning from this president and, and and something good is coming out of it, and and that good is at least people are coming together, even to talk about and um, discuss their frustrations. But I, I, I don't mind sitting around for a minute. But I'm sorry, but I am one about about action, and I know that the Lord has the end result. But I also know that the Lord uses people to make things happen. So. Uh, <laughs> Praying is good. I do know and believe in the power of prayer, but I do know when we read that um, people were taken and 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 being instructed to take action, and um, that's what I just really believe because um, not so much for us, which is important, but I just have to continue to look out for the generation that's coming behind us, and we have to make sure that we're calling our legislators, uh, senators, our representatives, letting our voice be heard and making sure that we're participating in our local elections as well as the federal elections. Uh, Joyce, let me just ask you, you've been a part of a lot of corporate entities, and do you really believe that uh, what this man said, could that have been said by CEOs without there being some kind of backlash? I mean, come on, let's be honest. You know, people have to learn to read between the lines. And what he said went a lot further than what he just those countries. Uh, and so, you know, you have to, have to realize yourself, what will be the response to the kind of things that this man finds so easily to say? Well, with, uh, with, with a company and CEO. That that would not take place because it's not one person at the helm. So it's it's uh, you have your stockholders and all those others that are involved. That's going to make sure that they're going to protect that brand more or less. So uh, that would be a, a different arena altogether. But he himself said that uh, he helped make the news. If it wasn't for him, people wouldn't have nothing to talk about. Just like Andre indicated that. Uh, one thing that has happened is that he has even gotten our young people to thinking and watching the news because they can't believe, the young people can't believe 
what he's saying and how he's going off and some of the things that are coming out of his mouth. So you got our young people like Jay-Z, uh, Beyonce, and all these other, even uh, Taylor Swift and uh, Ellen DeGeneres. You got all those those young people that are involved now that's going to make change happen, and they're going to call him on the forefront. Uh, this guy is out of control. We knew that. You know that, like Audrey said, you got to put the work in, and that is by calling. And you want to tell your senators, your representatives, on a local level, on on a on a local platform, as to what it is that you would like your community to be like. Once you develop your community, then you go outside of that, and then you go up on a higher level and a higher level. And that's what you do in order to address the situation. Trump knows that he a one-term president. He don't care about nobody. He's going to show out. It's his way of doing what he's doing, but, like, you look at it on the flip side of that, you're going to bring all the blacks together, all the minorities together, because you know the Mexicans are going to come out to vote. You know that the people that are over in Puerto Rico, those are minorities that have come over to the United States, and they see that the ones that are left behind still without electricity, and how long has it been? You know, so you got this 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 group of people that you got all of our attention now. So we just have to deal with the rhetoric. But when it's time to vote, believe me, I think we're going to come out in forces. I did call Trump winning, remember? I told you that Florida was going to put him over the threshold, which they did. So I am going to predict that this man is a one-term president. Believe me, he's one term. Uh, Regina, let me just ask you, you live in the South just like I do. What what kind of uh, division do you think this creates between coworkers? You know, when we're trying to do what's best for our children, how uh, is this creating a, a major problem for educators and how they, they, they work to uh, educate their children, both uh, socially as well as, um, as, well as um, spiritually? Well, you know, spiritually, I know that we are praying so much more before we even hit the doors of the school. Um, we're praying because, well, I can't say, well, I'm praying because there's been such a change in the culture of our school with the with the sexual harassment allegations that are the Me Too movement. Um, co-workers are, are not as friendly with each other. Then We're not even looking each other in the eye as we pass by each other. The conversations, those, somehow we, we know who voted for Donald Trump, and they were so happy when he won. Now, because of everything that's going on, it's as if if they even open their mouth, twist their lips, or think that they're going to even have a conversation to say, well, what did President Trump say today? Even if they're not saying, I'm glad he said what he said, if they just ask what he said, just the mention of his name, they will get a verbal backlashing. So therefore, there there's very little conversation. 
If anybody has benefited, it's been the students because now you don't see a lot of teachers in the hallway having conversations. You don't see them hanging out in the lounge or by the coffee pot. Everybody's in their classrooms working with the teach, working with the students. So that that's how I have seen it impact um, the school where I am. That's how I've seen it impacted. All right, we're going to have a break, and then we're going to come back and give everybody an opportunity to get a final word. your children and don't let them fall by the side of the road and teach them to love one another that heaven might find a place their heart Jesus is love He won't let you down and I know He We've got to walk on, walk on through temptation, for His love and His wisdom will be our helping hand. I know the truth and His word will be our salvation. Lift up our hearts to be thankful and glad that Jesus is love. Regina, what is your final thought for this evening? Um. Patience, being calm, working as far as encouraging people to uh, that we meet daily, not us on the program, but those that we meet, encouraging them. Every time you hear them say something negative, then ask, have you registered to vote? Every time they say, I can't stand Donald Trump, have you registered to vote? Don't engage them in any other conversation other than, are you a registered voter? And that's how we, we've got to just instill this into the minds of of um, of people. That Those are my final words. Joyce, your final thought for this evening? Oh, I can only think of uh, uh, the, the song that a change is going to come. 
Uh, and I, I do know that uh, nothing stays the same forever. So uh, a change is going to come. And with that, with the grace of God, that it will be a positive change. So that's my thought for All today. Right. Andre, your final thought for this evening. Andre, your final yes. thought for this evening. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure we take action. It's fine to watch. It's good to pray. But also let us be uh, active in our communities and, again, making sure that we create a positive future for our um, our youth. Cassie, your final thought for this evening. I'm sorry about that, James. I was trying to uh, unmute my phone, and I couldn't get to it in time. But uh, my final, continue to pray for our president. Look here, Cassie, I'm going to tell you, I would love to have you in my manhole because, boy, if nothing else, you're going to remain focused. I thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Uh, Cheryl, your final thought for this evening? That we have to continue to do the work that's necessary. And just like all everybody said, that God is in control. He's going to take care of this man that is in office, but in his time, not in our time. So with that being said, whatever we do, we got to continue to do better. It is so important that we recognize that we all play a role in our society. We all are are responsible for what happens in this world, and we cannot allow ourselves uh, to remain on the sideline. We all have to get in there and fight the good fight. I want to thank you so much for your support. Remember, we're here for seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, call in at 657-383-0309 so your voice can be heard loud and clear.
Every time.